Dragon Party! I'm your host, Brett Brandis, and welcome to this wing ding. How about that? Huh? Uh, Come I, on. <laughs> I've never heard of something called a wing ding. The wing ding. I, was like, I saw that and I was like, I yes, I'm going with that. <laughs> Thesaurus party synonym. Welcome to the wing ding. I'm your host, Brett Brandis, and joining me as always, it's my co-host, Eric. Eric, go ahead and tell me your name. Uh, yeah, they call me the Comic Sans of podcastos oh smooth look it looks like it's a party and you're like not very useful <laughs> like oh that could be some fun and it's like hey i see that on like you know ice cream flavors sometimes but hey. eric your conversation is getting way too meta for me right now right hey, well hey you know <laughs> that might have been a harsh transition but yes yeah, so today we're on a D episode we're going to be talking about metagaming today which is a very tense Topic of discussion in the D&D world. Yeah, this is probably the most arguments about, like, what, like no, it's not metagaming. Mostly yes. because it's impossible. Not <laughs> yeah. Literally yeah. impossible. We aren't these characters. So you can't. What? <laughs> yeah, oh, Are you I telling know. me I'm not God of Unless we <laughs> of all have schizophrenia. And... <laughs> uh, Anyway, that's what we're going to get into today. Before we get to that, though, we're back at the party, Eric. Let's relax for a bit. What you going to be drinking on this episode? So I, I know you're the theme guy. This is really isn't like on theme, but I found uh, Dungeon Map, Modern Times. That is beer. solid. You should have saved that. I feel I would have I would have held on to that. One. I would have stashed it in like for the right the moment. Stap dungeon ones. Map. Like when we're going over like Dungeon Maps. <laughs> I don't know. I, was like, no. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I was like, no, it works. That's, that's, I'm, that's like, good. I'm just gonna do it. But I think I. So I don't know if Modern Times is the brand or if Dungeon Map is the brand. I, I, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, is that a like the brand of beer, Dungeon Map? Right, I was like, oh, right. this is awesome. I'm gonna. And then I looked at it again. I was like, maybe Modern Times is the is, is the, the brand name. name? Okay. Yeah, Modern Times the... beer. That makes a little bit more sense. Yeah, Dungeon Map seems a little too meta. (laughs) (laughs) Just see how many times all the good jokes sneak out that word. Yeah, (laughs) just 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 insert it in. Just like yeah. (laughs) Um, Well, I got for you because of that, Eric. Now that I know that you're having that drink, I'm gonna make a meta decision and choose a different drink. (laughs) Well, you a different drink. (laughs) No, that's what I had prepared for my theme uh, today. Uh, What I ended up making, this is a little concoction I made. I was pretty excited about it. Have you heard of a Hugo? It was inspired by a Hugo. Let me look up exactly what a Hugo is. Jim Hugo? Yeah, right. Um, I know it's gin, uh, not gin, sorry. It's Prosecco. Okay, it's Prosecco. Yeah, I thought it was rum. It's Prosecco. Elderflower syrup, or what I use, which is uh, St. Germain's, which is elderflower mm-hmm. liquor. Uh, seltzer and mint is a Hugo. It's fantastic. That sounds and perfect for, like, a so warm day. Good. Just Yeah, like, warm day outside. Like, 
on on your patio overlooking the hills of Italy. <laughs> Maybe you're just, you know, on the back porch, getting a sweet tan, listening to a excellent podcast. Now, this makes a lot of sense. I just looked it up because I, so my mother frequents Switzerland like all the time. And it says it's widespread in Austria, Switzerland, and Germany. So that's like, They're clearly that's where she picked this thing. Up. Roaming drinks as far <laughs> as the eye can see. Yeah. You could pick them off trees, actually, I've heard. Just go to <laughs> the Hugo, just like Hugo sitting, tree farm. They're just sitting around. You can just They're pick loose them up. drinks. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll just take this Hugo. Uh, right. Anyway, so what I did is, is in with inspiration from that, I guess now that I think about it, this is close to that. The, the only the, the only common factor is the elderflower uh, liquor. The Saint Germain's is in here, so I, I mixed my bourbon <laughs> with the elderflower liquor. Everything. Yeah, like I was like, you know what? Like it's funny. Brent, that's that that, called a rum and coke. I don't know. Yeah, what you're right. Talking. It's like you, you are closer to like every other drink uh, than that one, but that's what came to mind only because of the elderflower liquor. Anyway, it's bourbon elderflower liquor. And then I have a like a mash of uh, raspberry and blackberry juice. So Sounds good. Yeah, and that's that's what I got going on in here. I don't it's know nice what to call tart. it then, because it's I was gonna call it like a modified. I can't even relate it to a Hugo at this point, so we're just gonna call it. It's, it's just a different uh, thing. <laughs> we're gonna call it the meta game. The meta game. There we go. <laughs> the meta game. The drink. Mm. Yeah, it's actually it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's pretty fruity. It's I haven't had a German. fruity drink in a while. Finally got hot up here in PA. We're following suit, so. Good. Yeah, join the club. Yeah, right? It's nice down here. Woo! All right. Well, first, what we have to do for this episode is we have to establish and define exactly what is metagaming, Eric. Yeah, because so. We, we we toss out that word left and right, right? Right, <laughs> like, yeah. And it, it's a very, like, there. I think there's a very common definition of metagaming, but it's. It's almost like too broad, I think, for like the bad, bad faith metagaming versus like yeah. normal stuff that goes wrong. Sure. Like, yeah, that's right. To, I mean, one of our first points is, yeah, metagaming, not all metagaming is bad. Is bad. Yeah. So metagaming is essentially using non-character knowledge to influence the game. Yep. Anything uh, outside the world that it relies in. Yeah, so if if it's something that your character in game doesn't already know, but you as a player know, then that could be considered metagaming, or that that's like the definition that we're working with here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's kind of split between like bad faith metagaming and like good like normal stuff because in yeah. my own notes, I have like there is a line between metagaming and like acknowledging the fact that you're playing a game. <laughs> right. <laughs> Because there's stuff like you roll dice and then you are using abilities. Does it really make sense that a barbarian can't rage uh, <laughs> more than a couple times a day? No, but saying like, oh, like, hey, we should take a rest. Why? It's like, because I'm not getting angry. enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> like, okay. I want to get mad. <laughs> yeah. Or the, the wizard's like, mm, because I want a spell. Yeah. I guess that makes a little bit more sense, like because he can he can act all like, oh, I'm you know I'm kabooped, right? I've run out of magicy fingers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, but I think that that kind of leads us into this like metagaming. That's fine. Metagaming is are things that usually you can find like even it's a stupid it's like a real in world solution for because there, there's this stuff like um, a lot of times 
you know, I'll ask for a perception check and then people will be like, oh, who is the best perception? Like, that's kind of the metagaming term to like who has the best perception. But yeah, really, in it's that like, case, though, it does make more sense, right? Because you're you're asking that also to be like, you know, who is most likely to actually notice this first? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. actually a metagame that just kind of naturally makes sense anyway. Right. Because like the person who is, yes, I am the ranger leading you through my home woods. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yes. It's just kind of like asking, hey, who's the best person who can roll this rock? Well, let's look at for the strongest person. <laughs> and right. it's it's the person with the most muscles. It's like you're not going to go ask the wizard to. It's like those those scenarios almost to me before. don't sound like metagaming, right? It's like yeah, in, exactly. in a natural situation, even inside the game, it feels natural that that's what would occur. It's like the big barbarian is going to lift the rock. Yeah, exactly. It, <laughs> I'm it, not going to try to lift the rock. It's, it's more of an issue of like how the question is phrased more than actually yeah. like metagaming. <laughs> uh, also, we skipped that a bit just to introduce the topic, but let's All go right. back a step. Uh, our D&D campaign. We had another episode. Let's, uh, let's talk about what we, uh, what we did this week. Yeah, we was there, were, uh, uh, we was wrapped up the Wizard's Tower. Yeah, Trope's Tower. Trope's Tower, and that... Uh, the, the final fight was hilarious. He put us on like a chessboard and had the pieces move around to attack us uh, yeah. to try and occur. They, you know, there was a clay golem in there that was surprisingly annoying. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty funny. And then, yeah, I feel like you just like, added it in like, nah, like clay golems here. I did. I did. Because uh, that, uh, the situation, so yeah, it was on like a, the the battlefield was uh, essentially a little a like a chessboard. chessboard. It was huge. huge oh yeah, it was, it was big. It was a and... large battlefield. And I ha- I had chess pieces that w- the that essentially like projected a a uh, a glyph like a spell glyph wherever the actual piece could attack. Right. And I have gone I I was like oh this would be kind of like a fun little like little twist on a uh, uh, changing battlefield uh, rather than just like you're in a room and there's a wizard there fight. Um, <laughs> it, but I was. I was going through iteration over iteration of like how the pieces were going to move. Is it just you landed on a spot or did they have to like right. be activated? How right. many pieces were going to be there was like the wizard going to be like the king and move around like that. Ooh, right. And I landed on the why the, the, the way we had did it because it was just like, to me it was the cleanest and made the most sense. And I was right. like, ah, but now they just it's just this wizard and i was like i need something else for them to fight <laughs> it's just like oh, okay yeah so you just kind of added in a, a big and I, yeah and and it was a brute i mean that thing took took up mm-hmm. like three characters worth of crap just to <laughs> right yeah it's just like <laughs> something else down. for it's you guys just a to big token health pool basically yeah and it, it worked yeah i mean it, it made the fight a fight <laughs> exactly and hey just so yeah so everyone out there listening who's deep sometimes you just gotta throw another sometimes thing a in there giant clay golem is all you need sometimes soak yeah up you just gotta throw crap. it in there without thinking too much about it no it made a lot of sense uh uh well it didn't make sense that the clay golem was there, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was no real the, reason the why the fight clay golem dynamic, was there. the the yeah, the challenge level, it, it worked out really yeah. well to, for framing the battlefield and keeping people in certain areas. Because again, that made it tough because it was such a big battlefield. Like if you were right. over by the clay golem, that means you were far from the wizard. <laughs> yeah, you were you were very you were far not away getting to the wizard, wizard anytime yeah. soon. So yeah, that was a uh, pretty interesting. But he got uh, away. But he, yeah, and then and that was one of the the big taglines of this whole thing is we got through this whole tower. We did save the princess, whatnot. Yes, we got back and we we got a key to the wizard's tower who we saved. So we kind of have the key to his place now. 
but the wizard that we were fighting got just straight up teleported and we have no idea where he went so he's just out and about still alive still kicking might still come kicking. back knows yeah. <laughs> now 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 you're going to be suspicious of every tower every tower <laughs> hmm. wait a second <laughs> <laughs> is there a wizard in there yeah but uh, it was a good wrap up i think it was a uh, it was a much good yeah it was it was a decent time yeah it was the right time to wrap that up too i think we had been in the tower pretty long time it was like three episodes worth yeah yeah and the, the second i meant for the second and the third session to be played simultaneously but the mm. second the siege that makes sense because yeah this, this last long. episode wasn't uh, that long yeah i guess we probably didn't talk about the siege on this tower so before that big fight with the chessboard uh we did one of the tropes was the lord of the rings uh battle of helm's deep right yeah so we literally reenacted the battle of helm's deep uh and it was a pretty awesome fight. I mean, we 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 went like all out. Uh, uh, all of us took like big crazy AOE spells to just dish just destroy these zombie armies oh. coming, and it was fun. Yeah, I mean, it was just a a hoot to just blow things up. Yeah, it, it, every once in a while, it is fun to just be like, "This is how powerful you are." Yeah, yeah, like that was <laughs> just, just like, perfect for just like it does sunbeam. Yeah, my sunbeam. Annihilating things. It was so much yeah. fun. The but, warlock just had these big, this giant oh, circle of doom, circle of death, just wiping them out. <laughs> and then the the barbarian like flew out to these trebuchets to breathe fire on this whole army. It was it yeah, was pretty sweet. It was pretty sweet. Yeah. So, so that that one, it was a different kind of fight too because it wasn't you won. It was just like you have to survive five. It was rounds. survival mode. Yeah, it was survival mode. All this stuff, yeah. All of a sudden, a lich came in the last round and like nearly killed someone. I mean, like, yep, yeah, was, <laughs> nearly I, just killed someone. I disintegrated one of the party members who uh, who was standing up on the wall, and luckily it, he had enough health. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was barely, and I. So sometimes I sometimes think about like like this kind of thing has nothing to do with the main story. This is purely a side quest. So I was just like, I don't really want to kill anybody during this. Uh, not to get meta with it, but, but I didn't give myself an out because I rolled the damage openly. <laughs> so it was like, this is did, it. Before this is saved. it. He so, rolls to uh, disintegrate and has more than himself. He's dead. He's dead. Fortunately, he had like 80 something health. And he I, had a I lot only of did like he would have had to roll damage. really good. Yeah. yeah. But, it so would have been difficult, of... but it would have been possible. If you had done that on me, I would have been dead. I, I was at low health at the time. You were at low health, And yeah. I was in range, so it was like, thank God. You know what I'm saying? Was, <laughs> I would have just died. I mean, that yeah. would have been it. Yeah, you have the spell guard shields, you'd have advantage, but still, it's just like, if you're not good at deck saves, you're just like, this is the biggest advantage roll I <laughs> yeah, my entire life. Yep. Uh, all right. Look, sometimes you just gotta disintegrate your party, just to, just yeah, man, just off. to scare them a bit, and it did. It scared the. I mean, I was getting like that fight. We all ended up getting like wrecked. Yeah, we were I, all on super low, <laughs> and it, it usually have a I have a pretty good grasp of where everybody is. But that was one of the fights I had just so much going on, I just couldn't <laughs> keep track of it. And it was well, you, you almost killed me. I know that. I know, I know I almost, almost killed, killed you, Miles. <laughs> uh, Ryan, he was just like, man, he I was at six health. I was <laughs> yeah. just like, what? <laughs> I think you literally almost killed every single member of the party. Somehow. Yeah, <laughs> we all ended up being just on death's door. But no, but without anyone actually going down. No one actually went down. No one kind of actually thing. went down, but we all ended up with just, like, nothing. Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. 
All right, uh, let's get into metagaming. Uh, I think what I first want to do is I want to frame it. When I think about metagaming, what's interesting is I think metagaming really comes into play when you first start playing D&D. You'll fall into a bunch of traps of metagaming that you'll... That it's hard to shake. Yeah. And then it super comes into play later when you know everything about D&D. All of a sudden, you're like, well, it's an ice now. I know he's weak to fire, but like now you have to decide. Does right. Character, no, that does that make sense? Yeah. Like, yeah. It yeah. comes into play on both ends. It's like right at the beginning and right at the end. There's like a sweet spot when you're just getting into D and D that probably metagame is not happening much. <laughs> that's a that's actually a really good point. I I didn't think of it that way. But yeah, you're absolutely right because when you're first starting out, whoever is showing you the ropes kind of tells you what to do just because yeah like, exactly DMs, right it's almost like yeah the dm's just like do this be yes, like yeah right yeah. It, that's exactly metagaming right there's so many traps that are or i think that one of the common pitfalls is you're all sitting at a table or or you're all online and you're you as the dm are trying to be like talking to a single person of the party well we're right. all sitting here yeah <laughs> like, yeah you telling me like oh you hear this or you see this well, that's hard for a new player to be like, okay, cool, and then move on with their lives. But it's like, oh no, you have to like now use that information to like yeah. get the rest of the party involved. It's like right, yeah. It's but, just... but they're like, why? You just told us, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Because I'll, yeah, I'll be like, Brett, you're you know, you're the new player. Like, oh, you're you. Someone pulls you off to the side and gives you, uh, like, uh a code word to say to the thieves guild. Right. Yes. Right. And only I'm supposed to know the code. Right. <laughs> but then it's like, Hey, what's like, what's the code word? And you're just sitting there like, why is anyone else talking? <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. And then later on, you just have so much inherent knowledge. You're just yeah. like, all right, I know. And, and I think this. that's more where the bad metagaming comes in right that that's so well talked about yeah where you were going over that stupid paladin trick right where like you can swing at the paladin oh it missed yeah. and slams <laughs> into the other guy or the drunken master right yeah it's like oh it auto hits now it's like oh well. yeah, it's like what <laughs> this makes no sense yeah the um yeah because like then there there are two different kinds of metagame because there's like metagaming in tactical situations where you are somehow know something about either like i don't know i don't even know how to put this really but like you're all like level one players but like you instantly know exactly like what the best tactics are or like oh, I'm going to, like, I'm the fighter. I just met this person. I don't know who he is. But I was sitting at the table knowing what spells he took. Right. So I'm just going to wait till he casts, the wizard casts whole person. Mm. Uh, it's like, well, you don't even know he has that spell. You just met the guy. Why would you, right. why would you even do that? And it's just like, oh, well, okay. I guess I just attack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, holding actions, though, it's funny. I mean, the, the, it's not used very often right no and, even and like, though maybe it should sometimes but and you, all the wizard has to say is like wait till i go and then it's not metagaming anymore <laughs> but, right yeah, yeah right like wait till i react but it's it's tough to to think of that especially as in you know the newer you are it's like you're not yeah. used to combat yet what do i do on my turn uh, swing <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. defaults to level one <laughs> yeah and i so can do Something I've noticed too that happens with uh, whenever a new player is at the board, but 
there's a bunch of other experience or one other experienced player is they'll be like, they'll kind of defer to the experienced player to tell them what to do. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you like, you're not in like this person's like playing their character. Brett's playing their character. Not <laughs> so, so there's, there's like one person. Not, I'm not saying Pat does this, but uh, yeah, there's, there's like, can be like a person kind of dictating like, Ooh. And there at, at some point it goes beyond teaching the, the person where it's like, Oh, Hey, you're a rogue. You might not understand totally how sneak attack works. Mm. And you're just like, actually you want to wait till somebody gets close and then yeah, you right. attack. But you know, it's not always like entirely obvious. So when somebody's just learning, that might not be metagame. And that might just be like, Hey, just so you it's know, learning. Sure you're yeah, yeah. Check. But, yeah. There's uh, other, yeah. there's other parts of that, that learning curve that I called it uh, in, in initial metagaming failures. Uh, and I phrase this as like, so a lot of times DMs, you know, to, to change things up, to juice things up, they'll have, whether it be a combat or during a scenario, they'll have a puzzle, right? Where like, they have mm. to solve it. And, yeah. you know, it's not immediately obvious. So let's, I'll give you a combat example, because I think that one's a little harder to, to grasp as a new player. It's like, imagine a goblin that you literally have to cut the thing's head off to kill it. And if you don't do that, like, oh yes, you hit it to zero points and it stands back up and starts fighting you and everyone's getting real frustrated. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yes, you have to chop off its head, but I'm not going to tell you that. Like, you, you it, it comes down to the DM having to be like, oh, make a perception roll when you've hit it this time. Right, yeah, you kind of have to be like, like, oh, you notice that his neck twinged a bit. You know, just try try and give him little hints at each step of the way to try and prevent metagaming to be like, you know, it, it, especially if this goblin that I gave exists and they like look it up and they're like, oh, chop off its head. And then they right. just go, I chop off its head. And you're like, well, why yeah. would you just know that now? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And th- th- so I have this like metagaming hierarchy of things that I will allow and not allow. But it, one of the things that's kind of interesting, though, about your example is like, talk about like, almost like not good meta or not metagaming necessarily, but like a new player might assume that like, this is how like z- goblin zombies are or something. Right. It's like, well, I just have to keep doing it. But an experienced <laughs> player might be like, this isn't how normal things work. Can I make a perception check or an insight or something to see if anything's <laughs> going on? Right. But uh, a new player might not know that this isn't normal. <laughs> right, so right. So then they'll be like, where, where their character would know that this isn't normal. But since the, <laughs> the player hasn't played in the world yet, they're just like, I don't know. <laughs> it's like backwards gaming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The <laughs> character's like, to the game to be come like, on. Oh, I guess this is fine. <laughs> I guess this is fine. <laughs> I didn't think of that aspect of yeah, it, but yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's all all part of the scenario. But yeah, there's a, there's a bunch of things with the you know with the whole puzzle scenario, right? Or like, yeah, like puzzles are giving always... them a riddle. Well, don't look up the riddle, man. Like, you know, right, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like if, if yeah, definitely if it's a specific riddle, and the uh, and it's like. There's kind of a, another uh, question out there. Like, if you're playing a, a character with low intelligence, like, mm. if you solve the riddle, like, do you say anything? <laughs> <laughs> Are you too dumb? <laughs> Are you, like, should, because your player, all, like, the player is the only person who solves the riddle. Like, the character is played by the player. So, yeah. Therefore, is. But it's it's always like, man, sometimes the, the barbarian just figures out the riddle for <laughs> And it's like, can you, just, can you read? Like, nope. 
but <laughs> I figured it out. Grung, no. Grung, strong. He no. Yeah. So plus, it's like uh, Drax, yeah. <laughs> Guardians. Exactly. That puzzle would never go over my head. <laughs> I would catch it. <laughs> the puzzle. You would catch the puzzle. Yes. yes. Uh, so then, going further into like being an experienced player, because I think that uh, I can't think of another scenario when you're early on, uh, other than, other than the, like the shock of like we're all sitting in the same room. Why aren't you just telling all of us this stuff? Yeah, like, yeah. The, exactly, the isolation yeah. factor, I think, is a huge first hurdle for new players uh that plus the puzzle scenario is like another hurdle for new players being like wait what is going on like i i have no idea how to solve this yeah and like without the dm giving me any context i'm never just gonna like know that oh i need to cast acid damage why the hell would i just know that yeah exactly like actually that's a really good example because a lot of times we'll use we us dungeon masters <laughs> uh, oh eric's part of the elite group everybody. the elite we're better than you dirty players <laughs> uh but we'll we'll like assign a color to it and i'm gonna remember like, that next time i do the one shot eric i'm gonna remember uh, that. <laughs> I mean, oh eric's character oh i'm sorry you fell into a pit oh uh, sorry <laughs> uh, level three it was 300 to be a player like you sorry, i guess max fall damage sorry. oh man it sucks for you. Oh, oh, man. Man. <laughs> i'm doomed um but yeah it's just like we'll say like oh uh, the gem is glowing green and it like it they like oh mm. it flashed a little bit when you cast a spell or something and it'd be like cool it's green what does that mean yeah and then it'd be like oh maybe it's acid and then the blue is cold damage or something yeah which is funny i kind of i hearken back to that one scenario i remember that like ice giant fight or whatever and we like you like described this thing had like a glowing eye we were you like kill the eye i, I punched the eye the eye's dead yeah and you were like oh I, damn I, yeah, yeah. none of us he had a clue what it did but like, we saw an eye glow and we went after the freaking thing <laughs> I know, and I didn't even mean it. It was just like a cool thing that I was like, um, I'll show that this is like an undead thing by having a gem implanted in one of its eyes. And the lair action was just to resurrect some zombies. And I'm like, Ooh, I'll make it in the moment. I was like, make go. It was like, fuck, kill this eye. <laughs> we are all going to destroy the. Well, but it did make sense metagaming in the scenario because we saw the eye glow, we saw zombies raise, and we went, kill the eye. Kill the eye. Yeah, and it. And that was a perfectly reasonable reaction to it. And I, and I didn't mean the eye to destroying the eye, but I was like, oh, they, yeah. They, I'll let them I'll let they, they outsmarted me at something I didn't even know I was trying to outsmart them at. Like, I didn't right. even know I wanted to incorporate this. And yeah, here exactly. we are. But I was like, all right, that was, all right, yeah. That's yeah. part of good metagaming right there. There's a good metagaming interaction. Well, see, I, I don't even know if that that's like qualifies as metagaming because like I said, a cause and effect. Yeah. Actually that, that's more role play than anything else ever. Yeah. Right. It was like, we saw an eye and went, wow. Yeah. If, <laughs> Go like, instinctually if you, react. Yeah. If you saw the eye, if I described the eye glow to you, maybe if I made you all roll a perception check and then right. Ryan was like, I'm going to shoot the eye. It's like, well, why yeah, would like, you why? do that? Why did you, yeah, you, you failed the roll? <laughs> right. Um, so, so, I, I have, yeah, I, this is from like a DM side. I didn't, I didn't add these to the notes because okay. I'm bad at being co-host. Um, <laughs> but I have like, like kind of a 
Oh, right, yes. you, you mentioned you had this hierarchy. This hierarchy you of have, stuff. You have a hierarchy list. And there's really only, like, a few versions of metagaming that I just, like, will just say, like, no. No, yeah. <laughs> Don't do that. I'll just <laughs> Flat deny. out no. Like, let, yeah. like, hold on. Why? Give me any reason. <laughs> yeah, because, because honestly, most metagaming can be like, hey, did you tell him that? And then he'll be like, I guess I'll tell him now. And then that's literally solid. <laughs> we'll move everything. on. <laughs> but, uh, so the first level of metagaming, which I... I was this something I will just flat out say like no that doesn't happen and I don't I really don't think it should be allowed in any game is like PvP metagaming. Um mm. or like players doing things that like take agency away from the other players or characters. So I guess like an example would be like maybe Brett part of your backstory is something like you were a part of a like a like fiendish cult. And you were running away, and at some point, like someone from that cult from your past, like came and visited you and had like a private conversation with you, and they were like, "Hey, make like give this item to your party, your, your like cleric party member to corrupt them or something." You know, right. no one else is in the room, and then like another party member who is like that cleric or something starts like i cast zone of truth and just ask him if he's oh right yeah, oh, come now he on. has to tell yeah well, see, so- and this that reminds me that you mentioned that it's like that felt like the scenario i was put into when like introducing jack to the party where like yeah i was trying to like pull one over on them and then as soon as i did that they started like doing all this kinds of stuff and i'm like whoa 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 I like barely casted a spell, and I feel like I I got like total aggression. Yeah, I I I, I get I get how you felt that way. I I think it was like, oh, they didn't know what spell you were casting, blah blah blah. Um, but yeah, but it wasn't there, an aggressively casted. Spell. It wasn't like I threw a fireball at him. It was like, right. <laughs> but but it it was one of those things that like if that continued on for multiple sessions i'd be like hey guys can you just cool it <laughs> like, talk <laughs> yeah about, talk about dm metagame just be like all right hey he's part of party now let's let's wrap this up <laughs> oh, uh, man. but um Ridiculous. but yeah that kind of stuff where it's literally like there is a game mechanic of like well i cast zone of truth and now he has to tell me the truth about this question but like why are you asking him these questions like you just woke up <laughs> and decided it's like uh well i prayed and well it's, it's like no don't do that yeah, Allowed. one of the other uh, big scenarios that popped into my head, as soon as you started describing this, that happened to me when I was a new player. And I could not be more angry about this. And I imagine this happens in a lot of new player campaigns. Was there's always that guy that wants to play rogue. And then he just starts pickpocketing every other party's member's stupid inventories to get yeah. all the freaking items that he wants. And yeah. I'm just like, if I were the DM, I'd be like, no, you fail. You automatically fail. I don't know. What? What? Stop. <laughs> yeah. What are you yeah. doing? You're not playing a road just to pickpocket your parties. Everything. This is yeah. so annoying. It, it, it is one of those things that, like, yeah, that happens, especially when, let's say you start at level three, and then, like, I'm going to give you one, like, uncommon magic item. And then the rogue's like, I want to steal his his sword. Yeah. And it's just like, how do you know the sword's magical? Why do you want to steal that? Doesn't make You didn't steal this other person's sword that you knew was common. <laughs> like, why do you want to do all this stuff? Yeah, it's just it's not like Skyrim where you get to like look at inventory and then just, just choose <laughs> yeah, right, and then right. decide which ones you well, want. I'll tell you what, like it's funny because you know, 
that's why my initial hatred for rogues came from. Now I actually think rogues an amazing class, and I love rogues. Yeah. And I played one, and I thought it was a blast. I was like, wow, I. But I would have never done it before because of the bad taste I had in my mouth from all these stupid rogues I've played with in the past that were like, I steal this, I steal that out of your pocket. You don't have this now. Oh, he didn't see that. I st-. and I'm like, oh my god, this guy. And then, then you knowing that you still feel bound by this like honor of metagame. Yeah, right. I'm like, okay, I didn't see it. Uh-huh. I guess it's just gone magically. Oh, yeah, you know. God, right? Yeah, as a good metagamer or. Non metagamer, yeah. Right. I'm just like, okay, it's stolen. <laughs> and then uh, meanwhile, I'm just sitting there fuming like this. Yeah, guy's it's like, just, all right, I guess I'm I want to just kill this guy. Yeah. yeah, literally. I was like, oh my god. But yeah, so that one relates super hard in those scenarios. Yeah, because PvP where both players don't want to do it. Like, if if you walked into that game being like, oh, like we're both rogues, and this is kind of like a fun running gag that we try to steal from each other. Right. Perfectly fine. But yeah, it's just all the stuff that's about taking away player agency from player to player. Just like yeah, no, that I'll, was like it was it was like it super happen. malicious. I'll say that it, yeah. it was literally like to steal our items and then use it or get rid of them in some other means. And you're like, really? Right. Exactly. <laughs> like, like really? I if I knew if I knew that the player would just be like, haha, I'm just like trolling. I'd be like, that doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, it, exactly. If exactly. if I knew that you're just like, oh, I'm a new player. I just want to play the game. And it's just like, I'm going to steal his most prized possession. Or right. if I, sometimes I'll just, I'll err on the side of letting the players do what they want. But if I see that you're just like, that kind of pissed me off. I would just be like, it falls out of his pocket in this sleep. So now, <laughs> yeah. now you have it back and you know exactly yeah. who took it. That's kind of the whole thing, right? Yeah, because you do have to, if the rogue wants to do that. Yeah, I mean. Sometimes you have to be like, okay, here's how, if you want to do that, he, I mean, lay out the scenario for them. Right. But like, so but, like, yeah. you give them the opportunity, but you'd be like, get, give them the consequences. Exactly. And like, so, sometimes that's like, if it's, if it's a person I trust, then I'll, I'll probably let it happen to an extent. Like, just like you doing modified memory. If you just were like, I just want to do this just to fuck with them. I'd be like, Maybe tone it down a little bit. I had a reason. There was oh, a reason yeah, exactly. I wanted to do it. Yeah, I was but yeah, to it, it's, in, so. it's one of those things that are just like, eh, the PvP metagame, I'll just say, that doesn't happen. Um, another one is, I, I don't know what to call Modified it. Modified memory like, is like the ultimate metagaming tool. Exactly. <laughs> in terms of spells, modified memory yeah. is the ultimate metagame tool. And like, when you think about it, modified memory is like, almost like the most fucked up spell. <laughs> Then you can imagine, like, imagine being like, Just I'm going to the scenario. Yeah, I'm going to make you forget your own mother. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so like that's like I always think of it in context of like, how can I use it to my like? I don't know how that would be to my benefit. Like, I'm always no, like, what can not, I do? It's, it's kind of fucked up. People can just walk around, just be like, you know what? You remember having you're catching your wife having an affair. Oh my god! <laughs> it's like fun. that's a funny one though. I feel like that I could use to my advantage. You, it, you do it to NPCs all you want. I think that's <laughs> uh, I'm going to. I'm well. That was the whole reason I took. I took meta magic now, so yeah. I have subtle spell. Yeah. So and that was the whole. I'm so excited. We haven't really been in a scenario. Um, yeah, you've been kind of on the road. Yeah, well, we were in the city, but uh, I did the, my whole escape scene, really. I was, I was yeah. using all my spells in a totally different way. I, w- I wasn't trying to modify people's memories. I was trying to sneak around. So right. I was using a totally different side of my magic uh, in that scenario. Um, but it's okay. So the, the next one, I, I guess I'll call like line of sight metagaming, which is like okay. kind of what we're talking about, which is like 
you weren't in the room or you didn't see uh, that. Yeah, kind of yeah, stuff. absolutely. Yeah, and that's like so common. That, that was the first one to me when I started playing. And, and I like, you should have seen my face so baffled. I was like, wait, <laughs> we're all <laughs> what? So I, and an interesting thing that uh, my DM at the time did for us, which I loved. And like, I think people should incorporate this if they don't already. They also we had a bigger group, remind, uh, mind you. Like it, there was like eight of us, so it was it was a, it was a big mm-hmm. group. Separate us. It was like if two people right. are in, in a room, he's like, okay, could the six of you please leave? And we would, and the six of us would walk out, and like they would have their scene, and you'd yeah. come back, and you'd be like, what happened? What happened? They're like, yeah, like keep going. Keep yeah, going. And it was so exciting. Like that that raised the stakes. I was like, yeah. oh, I love this. I I I love to pull that move when it's like super appropriate uh, because I it's, it, even with experienced players you want to do that because like I I did that with you guys you did once. you separated one guy out when we were all asleep when we were all asleep and this and so yeah. what had happened was uh, and that was huge and so, like it, it didn't take a place until like. 10 episodes out. Exactly. And that's exactly why. It's, I, <laughs> I knew there was like, so what had happened was, is this was a Curse of Strahd campaign. And after a certain point, um, Strahd started scrying on them. So it was like watching them, who they were, just doing research on this new powerful group that came into Barovia. And at one point, he Strahd learned that they were going to go to the Amber Temple and try to, uh, and might be talking to his brother, Sergei. So to prevent them from like getting uh, uh, Sergey on their side, charmed one of the uh, one of the players, modified his memories to the forget that it happened into like basically setting a magical trap for him. And I knew that that you guys <laughs> wouldn't be able to help yourself over just like trying to find that little little like chink in the armor to to just be like. Like, hey, does he, like does he pulled out that that flask, that flask that had the enchantment on it? Like, oh, when do you see this? Or like, as he's pulling out of his stuff, what do I see anything? And I also haven't done that to you. I haven't separated you guys to that point. Um, and uh, also, when the time came for the event to trigger to set the magical trap, no one knew what was going on. Which is no, which is the exact moment that i wanted to have which should be like finally we resurrected sergey we're gonna have all this knowledge and then then he's like what fucking god got sucked into a bottle sucked into a bottle yeah it's definitely a, a very very powerful move i think just to be like hey all right everyone leave and it it's, makes it super easy with uh, online play because in Discord I can just be like, hey, everyone, yeah, you go mute to people. It's yeah. so easy. Yeah, oh yeah, change zones, whatever you need to do. Yeah, it actually is super yeah. easy. Yeah. Um, but so line of sight, this stuff, it, it's usually a quick thing because you know we're all just sitting at our computers or sitting around a table. So sometimes it's hard to figure out where your player is in the world or just like forget like, oh yeah, we're like. I was rooming with this person and not this person. Um, <laughs> so usually just like, Hey, remember you're in this, this place. Um, other times it's just like, you just kind of for, forgive it. <laughs> right, right. Uh, because one time I, there was a moment that happened in the recent battle, not, not the most recent one where there was a, a mage that cast greater invisibility on itself. And this is, this is when you weren't there. Uh, okay. But your character cast Dispel Magic. And Dispel Magic, you don't have to have 
you, it just needs to be a magical effect within 120 feet. You don't have to see the magical effect right. to do it. And they're like, okay, I dispel greater visibility. And I was like, this was cast like two turns ago. I don't know if you saw greater visibility being cast. But I didn't remember if they saw or not. So it was just like, all right. Yeah. That's <laughs> <It's> fine. <laughs> because if if I can't actually remember, I don't wanna don't wanna punish people. But right. Right, but yeah, it's kind of stuff like that where it's just like in the heat of battle, sometimes you're just like, Oh, are we within sixty feet? I cast counter spell. And it's like, Well, I don't think you can see them casting this spell uh at this point. So like, sorry, now you don't get to cast <laughs> it. Um that's kind of the point of like the subtle spell that we were talking about again, right? Is right. Like, the point of it is to suppress perception and like yeah yeah so, exactly there's a whole mechanic there's a whole me- yeah there, they got rid- there's a mechanic right it's like no do you see it because i like barely you couldn't tell unless you were literally perceiving it yeah and uh so that one usually is pretty easy to to kind of nip because just and and <laughs> everyone understands it because it's like oh yeah, yeah. No, i put didn't your, see that yourself the, metagame put yourself in the scenario guys exactly tell me what you think uh i think the third one it's this is much more of a spectrum it's like it just is the most uh, common version of metagaming. The player versus character experiences usually comes in the fact, in the uh, usually it comes uh, to play when you're talking about monster knowledge. So okay. it's just like, hey, uh, yeah. I, I like I use my third level spell to cast hypnotic pattern, and then someone goes like, no, don't do that. They're immune. This these creatures are immune to charm, <laughs> so it won't work. And they're like, okay, I guess fireball instead. It's just like. No, you can't. <laughs> you don't. You've never encountered these things. Maybe I'll like be like, "Hey, make a nature check with disadvantage because you don't have any idea what these things are." But this is what you're talking about for the advanced players. It's like sometimes it's hard to purposefully do something that's really bad for you yeah. <laughs> for the sake of the bad game. It's like, man, I always cast fireball, and like, sure, the fire elemental. You're probably going to pick up that fire damage isn't going to do that too much. But yeah, like the- certain obvious ones you'll pick up. And yeah. to be fair to the players as well, the later you are in levels, their experience has grown too. They exactly. they could yeah. they could probably like as a fifteenth level character. Yeah, you you maybe you do know even if you've never faced that certain right uh, beast, maybe you do know though something about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. This that's why it's like this huge spectrum. Be like yeah. in downtime, I did a whole bunch of research on yeah. beasts and monstrosities, and it's like right. here's a monstrosity. Like, oh, now like here it is. Now, right. now I know more. Yeah, about yeah. It. maybe if you want to, yeah, incorporate it into your backstory. Yeah, be like, yeah, I do some light reading on the sides of these beasts. Yeah, that's how I know. I will say, I'll give a kind of a funny story or a, a cool moment from one of my first experiences playing. Um, mm-hmm. I, I was kind of like a new player and everybody else was a more experienced player. And this was like metagaming just like this, but it it became a cool moment because like we were uh, in the Underdark doing Underdark things. Mm-hmm. And uh, the DM... Good place distra- for metagaming. <laughs> <laughs> the perfect underdark, place. yeah, perfect. The DM place can't see you in the me- <laughs> Underdark because humans don't have dark vision. Check <laughs> mate (laughs) Uh, uh but he described this like oh it's like coming up from uh coming from the pit there's this like large round creature with a big central eye huge gaping maw of sharp teeth and a bunch of tentacles with eye stalks and i i didn't know what a beholder was and we're all like level seven oh yeah and i was just like 
well, I guess we're going to fight this thing. And I look around and everybody else is like freaking the fuck out saying like, oh, we are just going to die if we stick, <laughs> stick around here. And like that, that was the point of the encounter because Beholder will just like, just ice you if you're not ready. <laughs> if you're, you were either prepared to fight a Beholder or you're not. And it's not like, oh yeah, like we fight a giant. He gets a couple hits in and it's like, oh, okay, I guess, I guess we're done. Like, no, he'll disintegrate Rayu or death Rayu and then you're dead. <laughs> and uh, that's it. But that was kind of a, a fun moment that I'll always remember because like they, the players knew that they were boned unless they got out of there. But like, would how how afraid of this thing are the characters like i was like well i guess we're fighting some run-of-the-mill combat <laughs> you're just ready right? to go yeah. i was just like all right i'm just gonna hit him with my sword and everyone else is like no we gotta get out of here <laughs> we, have to go we're both. we are running and that's all we're doing yeah Makes but sense. also keep in mind uh, if you're a dm if there's a player that has a lot of monster knowledge this is why you uh practice on making your own monsters you just have something that like looks at like something or, hey, maybe it's used to be immune to uh, or maybe it it's only immune to fear, but now it's immune to charm and fear or something like that. Or Yeah, with that point, I actually saw so I, I prepared a little section called like tips and tricks for the experienced players on how not to metagame. And one of my favorite points is exactly what you're saying. Home brewing yeah. is a huge fix to metagaming for experienced players. Yeah. If you've created something. How do they? They How don't are know. They gonna know? Yeah, <laughs> you made this thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not know, so I'm using perfect. all my own stat lines. Think of Pat's one shot that we had. He had this huge phase beast. No one had any clue what this thing was gonna do. I was like, all right, I don't know. <laughs> you were just ready to fight it anyway. I was ready to, to die fighting this thing. <laughs> it had been the Turns first time I played in like three years, so I'm just like. Let's get. <laughs> and it was like the first boys. combat we were introduced to, and you were just like, "Yes!" I was this close to just trying to ice that dragon as soon as I could. <laughs> I'm like, mm, "This dragon." I think he he. Luckily, I think he had big play. You know, he made it a pretty tame cat, right? It wasn't gonna just yeah. uh, start annihilating everything around him. Yeah, it would have just it would just ignored you. Well, yeah, when it hit you and then it didn't attack us, that's when I was like, oh, yeah, we're, we're going to... Oh, we're yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh, I mean, yeah. which is metagaming. Like, you know, I, I was as soon as that behavior was exhibited, I was like, ah, oh, Pat's not... <laughs> Pat doesn't want us to fight this thing. <laughs> uh, other experience tips and tricks. Uh, the first one, I mean, the first one's communication, right? Just talk it out with the DM. Yep. I mean, that's how most of these metagaming things are resolved. Like, the paladin, drunken master thing, I'd just be like, no, like talk it out. Like, can I swing at the drunken monk to then hit? As the DM, you just be like, no, no, yeah, <laughs> no. And you you rarely want to do that as a DM, but you got, it, but you need to do that. Yeah, you've to told me about to the that. scenario as well. I think it's what with find familiar. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it just like it's because it has the help action, and you're like, okay, explain to me how it's helping you do that. Yeah, explain to me how a like just a regular old pigeon is going to help you scale a 20, <laughs> like a 50 foot cliff 
Please, it's gonna please flap its me. wings really hard, Eric. It like, and I mean vigorously hard. Extremely it's gonna grab hard. onto my shirt, and it's gonna give me about a foot of lift. Yes, yeah. I'm just like, if you can explain to me a good reason why this thing is helping you, it's the most I'll powerful pigeon of all pigeons. It is. Eric. It's my such familiar a pigeon. As fuck. <laughs> you realize how powerful that is. Yes. Uh, and then another one is. Uh, to offer incentives. So this is a really good tool to be like, you know, give give them the inspiration. Say they did a really stupid thing, but they as them like as the person yeah. knows it's stupid, but their character would probably fall into that trap. Give them inspiration or say, you know, give them something to show for it, right? Give them like, okay, right. you did that, so I'll benefit. You know, I'll give you this because you like. Yes, my right. guy is yeah, really exactly. stupid, so he would trip and slip over the milk that he didn't see. And he's, <laughs> and he's like, yeah. things I wouldn't normally do. But like in this scenario, yeah, I guess he I did. wouldn't notice that. I yeah, I think another, uh, yeah, that, that's a really good point. And I th- one of the classic examples of like, oh, you enter a like a cool uh, like underground stone room. You like I describe the room in enough detail. We are like, this is probably important. And I ask everyone to make a perception check. Everyone fails. And usually what happens after that is like, sure, the wizard was leading the party into this room because he had the light. But then they'll be like, hey, fighter tank, can you go, like, maybe you should go first. And it's like, no, if you're the wizard, be like, all right, I just walked into the room. And then you trip the <laughs> trap, even though you knew the trap was there. And you just be like, yep. well, I was in front before. So why? I didn't see anything. So why would I suddenly be like, now I'm nervous? Yeah. I mean, one scenario that sticks out in my mind too of like, so one of the one of the groups. I mean, this was my theater group, right? So, so we got really into it. We actually stayed in character during like the whole scene, and so that like one of one of my uh, party members like wh- whispered a joke to me, and I laughed, like audibly laughed, and he was like, "Did you laugh?" And I was like, "Yeah." And he's like, "All right." Then people noticed, and I'm like, "God damn it." <laughs> <laughs> it's like then the That's goblins awesome. they, yeah. yeah they're like they're around the corner they heard you laugh so they jump you and i'm like fuck <laughs> you had to tell me a joke at that moment because we were like sneaking around sneaking around he, t- he told me something really funny i just started audibly laughing and then he was like did you laugh and i was like fuck yes i did <laughs> yeah i can't lie i did i laughed that was funny yeah that's odd because like ultimately like it it is a game, so it's it's funny when things go bad. Yeah, it's uh, it's like it's fine. You know, yeah. we were jumped by goblins, but you know, we're in a yeah, fight and we'll survive. beat them. We'll beat their we're ass. Fight them anyway. Yeah, right. Yeah, no matter what the scenario was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's not exactly that situation, but another one which happens like all the time is when somebody fails a check, and then other people are like, see that they failed, and they're like, can I roll? <laughs> <laughs> because it's like it seems very innocuous but it is kind of like sure he failed the history check so why are you making it now right right yeah. <laughs> absolutely uh, and then one last topic of conversation for metagaming is metagaming before we even get into the campaign itself mm-hmm. what about building the characters themselves right this definitely has more to do with the experienced gamers right but, like, maybe we've become too experienced that we, like, design our characters to metagame for our scenarios or what, whatnot. Like, we're gonna do a, a, a water campaign, and you design the perfect 
water person. Yeah, you know, it's kind of funny because I don't mind that at all. Okay. As from a DM side, uh, because like... I mean, my, that scenario is a little extreme that I think if you were doing like, hey guys, we're doing a water campaign, that's to say like, guys, we're know, doing a water campaign. Yeah, so, and, and to that point, that. as a player, I'd be upset at the DM if he didn't tell me that. <laughs> Just be like, hey, by the way, you're going to be like, in, get, wa- be in a water. And I'm like, well, I want it to be like... A cavalier. <laughs> yeah, I want to ride so, a horse. The well, whole character is about me being like a mounted ranger in my. Yeah, horse I, like I said, that might be an extreme scenario, but, but like there, there is. But yeah, it's like where's that line between like building well, a good take, party? Let's comp. take it the halfway, right? Yeah. Let's take the halfway and say that it's a there's a half desert, half tundra uh, land campaign. And it's like, yeah, so you take the guy that's resist cold and fire. And you're like, really, man? Like, are we right, all doing yeah. that? Or are we, like, be resistant to one or just happenstance? Or, you know. Yeah, exactly. Like, in your, yeah, yeah, I I, I, I see what you're doing. Yeah, and yeah, it is, it's kind of, like, weird because, like, you want everybody to have a good time. But you also are just like, hmm, like, what, like, especially if the premise is something like, I mean, I'll, I'll just take Curse of Strahd, for example. Like, the way I set it up was, you're just adventurers, like a random group of adventurers. But, like, I'd have to change the story a little bit, how you guys get there, if you were all just like, yep, I specifically hunt undead. <laughs> because, I, because we're playing Curse of Strahd, and I yeah, looked at and- the Curse of Strahd picture, like and I see it's a vampire. Mostly undead stuff, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, like, we're all vampire all hunters. undead. So, Okay. Yeah, it's like, hey, that's <laughs> fine. I can work around that. But yeah, it is. Do you? Does that bother you to be like, hey, here's this? No, I mean, and especially um, with what you mentioned with Curse of Strahd in particular, I guess, because that's one we can speak from experience with. I know during the campaign, right, it gave you certain things that were super meta game dependent, and it, yeah. you know, but it was nice. Like they gave us the shield to necrotic resistance. Well, boy, doesn't that come up like all the time? Half the things here do right. necrotic damage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that was actually a really amazing shield to hold for most of my experience in it. Yeah, until you got the spell guard shield, and you were just trying to ditch it. Like last <laughs> week's news, but I, but it got it slipped away from me. But everyone was just like, we're not going to let you. We're not going to let you. I was like, fine, fuck. Oh, man. I still got the the necrotic shield. You got it. it. Yeah, but to my point, I guess what I'm trying to say is that, you know, the DM can assist you with certain metagame things. You know, you don't have to metagame. And we we can, I'd almost prefer you didn't metagame your character. And, And I'll introduce you know, the things to ease. So you could play anything, right? I'd rather you play what you want to play and then I'll yeah. give you the benefits of the metagame. Right, uh, yeah. It's like as, it, in as, the water as reward, campaign. Again, as, a, as an incentive. I'm trying to incentivize you, right? It, that's yeah. that's It goes more to my incentivizing point. It's like, do the, the cool ca- in-character thing that you want to do, that you'll play well and not metagame. I'll provide the metagame items right yeah because like you're saying about the water campaign it's like uh do it are all the races of the players gonna be able to breathe underwater naturally right. or right. it's just like hey you're just gonna have like you know maybe maybe your guy has <laughs> cast water breathing on you guys which right. is pretty big or like yeah you'll just hey you know this is a this is a a world where 
you know, pirates just have rings of water breathing on them. So you just don't have to worry about that. Right. Uh, and stuff like that. And I, I think that's a pretty interesting, it's a good conversation to have with the DM. Just be like, hey, I really, am I going to get screwed by, if I want to play an Arakoka, like, yeah, underwater. monk or something <laughs> in an underwater campaign? Like, or and everyone else is playing uh races that can breathe underwater like am i just not going to be able to have any fun <laughs> if i don't pick one that's underwater and then just be they'll be like all right it's like yes all right i got you i got your back yeah i'll, I'll figure it out figure yeah it. we'll figure it out yeah yeah but and I, i'm more i'm more in line with that i remember like it's so i don't know maybe this is out of context it just keeps it, it reminds me of like i played world of warcraft i don't know if you were familiar with the game and they had a whole realm underwater and to assist you with that, they gave you all the benefits of like, okay, you swim at like 400% speed when you're there though. Yeah. <laughs> and it felt amazing. Yeah. You were like, okay, thank God. Like this would be miserable yeah. if we couldn't. <laughs> this would be horrible. But now it's awesome. Yeah. And, and I think, I, I, yeah, this isn't really like metagaming, but I think you've hit on something very important. It's like, you always want your players to have fun. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not fun to get screwed over. Yeah. So it's like, there's some, like, there's some parts of it where like, okay, you know, maybe when I'm choosing my initial spells, because maybe we'll start at level three or something, I'll take ones that, you know, are just like normal, but then I'll right. get to know. But then I want to do on. fun ones. Yeah. And then you'll know that the DM is not going to be like, well, fireball doesn't work underwater. Uh, stuff like that's that. another so that's another really big one in metagaming in particular is spellcasters right yeah because there's so many choices of spells but experienced players have narrowed it down to like the three best spells and then they just take the three spells every freaking time like I, I don't know to me i'm like i'm more interested in like give, give, me, a, give me a gambit of spells give me try and yeah. use them in a different way and it's particularly with um it's particularly with what kind of safes so like this is where very intimate monster knowledge comes into play because they'll just mm -hmm. you'll be like hey i'm not going to take my deck save because we're fighting this creature that i know has a high dex i'm going to take the wisdom <laughs> safe one instead um, ah, okay and this is this particularly with spell casting and the saving throw thing i want to talk about dm metagaming too okay is dms like at, at some level, you can't metagame because it's literally, you're the one making everything up. Um, but on another level, it's kind of tied into what you were talking about by just like, hey, just trust me, I'll I'll get you what you need to do to have, have a good time. Right. Like, don't always target the weakest stat of the group because like, <laughs> it'd be super easy like, uh, man, I always cast synaptic static on you guys because no one has high intelligence in your party. Ah, <laughs> and that's intelligence yeah. save. There might be like a dungeon where the creatures, that's what they attack, but that's like a constrained thing. Yeah. But it, it's, yeah, it's it's very easy yeah, to be like. That, that's reminiscent to me of like the the spiders, man. I, every, yep. You know, they, they cast webs, which of course is going to be a strength save. And, and yeah. there's two of us that are terrible at strength. Right. Well, sure enough, we got entangled. But, and like, and, and it didn't seem like the other two even got casted on. It wasn't, yeah. But it, it doesn't, it's not like, oh, that's damn the DM because he pointed us, he singled us out for, but no, it makes sense. There's spiders that cast web. Yeah, the, the spiders that cast web. And it, it, it'd be like, okay, if they're, and this is, this is where like, you look at the monsters, like, 
okay, the spiders, they might have cast web on, on our barbarian. He got out immediately. And they're like, okay, I'm not going to cast web on that guy again. I'm going to cast web <laughs> on this other person. And it's like, he looks, he's tiny as fuck. I'm just going to cast web <laughs> on him. Uh, but yeah, it, it's it's very easy to fall into the trap of like, you want your cool monsters that you homebrewed to scare the party when like, mm-hmm. sometimes, sometimes it's just, hey, you know what? <laughs> Everybody is super high dex and yeah. There's a monk and two rogues in your party, and you know they have evasion, but you let, still let cast them fireball. Let do their cool thing. Yeah, let yeah. them let them get out the way they wanted to get out. I guess mm-hmm. they built their character that way, so and it still might fail. That's the beauty of the variance of D and D, right? It's like exactly, that, yeah. You and, can prepare for everything, and still might not work out. Might not work out. Yeah. So there, there is definitely like DM metagaming, and I think DM metagaming is the hardest to talk about because like it always seems like confrontational because it's like hey it feels like you're targeting me with all my wisdom saves when i think chose... about the subject right it's always just such a contentious point it's yeah. like it's that's a non-stop communication and argument of like were you weren't you were you what what are we gonna agree on here exactly yeah but uh but you gotta do it because sometimes like you might be doing it without realizing because like you know dms are supposed to have fun too and it's fun when your party right. is struggling sometimes like not <laughs> not maliciously but you know it is fun when they're like oh this wasn't I as easy when as i, I kill all of them yes. <laughs> i've been enjoying that i'm gonna do more of that none of my parties have made it past level three <laughs> that's, like, that's like the that's the version of the teacher who's like don't want to pass this test slayer <laughs> yeah right it's like sounds like you're just a bad the highest teacher. grade in my class is a c <laughs> like all right so so you're bad um, what do you do <laughs> is that a good thing for you you're so, you're laughing like it's impressive but anyone can fail it's super easy <laughs> yeah i did just have a teacher that like is that I'm, I'm still doing the physics class right and he was like afterwards i talked to him about the test and he was like yeah, honestly, question two was a mistake. <laughs> like, looking back, he was like, I did not teach it very well. I think, like, ten people got that right. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man. <laughs> I, I was one that. of them that got it wrong, too. And I was like, I butchered this problem. I don't know what happened, but I did not do it right. <laughs> I wish more like, teachers yeah, would say that. Yeah, looking back, that was a mistake. That problem, I shouldn't have put that. <laughs> yeah. I do that all the time with DMing, where I was just like, "Yeah, I don't think that went that went <laughs> yeah, as strong right. as I think." Sometimes, yeah, yeah that was wrong. That, that was, was a mistake. That was, we got a little, we got a little closer there then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, metagaming, especially going on like the back, like character deaths, metagaming wise, is tough to deal with too, right? Oh, a yeah. lot of times it's tough to to move on and having to like move around these resurrection rules is <laughs> a little yeah a little tough yeah it, it, it is well like there there's a pretty i, I mean I, I don't know everything about everyone's play group but one like common relatively common home house rule is like death saves are always rolled in private oh okay yeah so it's and on one hand i get it because it's like ooh, you never know what happened but I, I I don't like it for one reason. It's like everyone's looking at the at the player who's rolling the dice. So it's unless they're like an actor really good at having the poker face, you're asking them to not have emotions or emotionally react <laughs> to, to whatever role it is. And two, I love that 
tension where like someone rolls a natural one. So now now the stakes are super high. Right, like, yeah, you'd rather oh, know shit. about that too. Yeah. Yeah. Like it is totally metagaming, but it's totally worth it in my opinion. Because just like sure. it does it'll things- change yeah, it'll change the the, the the strategy, right? You're like, okay, yeah. we gotta get over to him now now yeah <laughs> and before it's just like i mean and, and also how much would that suck if like someone rolled maybe they rolled a nat one and everyone's like well maybe like what like what are the odds that they roll a nat one and below a 10 and then they roll below a 10 and they're dead and like no one made an attempt to save them because they're like well probably it didn't happen <laughs> and i'd just be like to me as a player i'd just be like uh this sucks because there's some stupid house rule. <laughs> like I would have still been able to play fun and play my character if it wasn't for this. A uh, one is how uh, one of our party members died. Yeah, I felt so bad for that because yeah, he uh, yeah. he had one death save, and there was two players down, uh, and he rolled oh. again, and both players were telling me their roles, and one said he succeeded, and I thought both of them, so I was like. And I, th- I think I think it was there was two saves on. Anyway, Pat, you can yell at me if I got that wrong. But I thought he was back up, so I was like, okay, you're. He's back very up. aware of the exact scenario. I'm yeah. sure to, oh, to yeah, the he decimal. <laughs> he could probably tell you us like the turn that it happened. <laughs> but yeah, I was just like, okay, he good. Regale the He's color like, of his dice. He so he would want to know what I rolled. I was like, oh fuck, no. He's like a net one. <laughs> and oh, he died. I was God. like, oh no. <laughs> yeah especially because like after that role you were gonna like save him anyway but you're like oh, well they're dead now so okay yeah yeah that whole scenario it was i was gonna let them regardless of how the can't the the fight ended i was just roll out the death save you were gonna like capture them right it was yeah like the the, idea, the right? werewolves yeah. were capturing them and they were just gonna be like well if they yeah. survive if they're strong enough to survive, they they'll survive. survive. And it, anyone I flew who, away. Like a yeah, everyone was just like, "We're fucked. We're gonna get out of here." I just dipped out, and I was I was kind of upset because if anyone survived, I was gonna turn them into werewolves. <laughs> it's like penance for quote unquote dying. Um, but that would cool. happening. That would been really cool. So then we would have had a werewolf in the party. That yeah. That would Although really Pat's character was already a werewolf, so that that wouldn't really matter. Was he? Yeah. None of you knew that. No, I had no I didn't know that at all. Are you telling me that now? I was like, I had no idea. Yeah, he was cursed because he was the first one who stole the Night Mother's treasure. I, I And it is in the campaign, like, there's a curse, but I forget what it was. But I was like, oh, yeah, if anyone tries to steal the treasure, I'm going to turn him into a werewolf. Wow. So, And that actually happened during the campaign. Yeah. Yeah, so Jack uh, was the first one to touch the cursed How item. How come that, so. never one, that never came up? It, it was too soon in the time. process. I was going to roll it out. Because <laughs> just because he died. <laughs> yeah, he died. Because actually the first stage came up because he got dark vision. Because he was a dragonborn. Uh, so he didn't have dark vision. I was like, because I narrated this dream sequence... Um, and then he woke up and then he could see in the dark. Guys, this is pressing news right here. Okay. Let me me explain this to you. None of us knew this stuff. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And and Pat didn't even know. I I, I told him at at some point, but, um, but yeah, I was going to slowly roll out like the benefits and the, and the downsides. And I I was going to do this whole thing where in order to fully control his power, he's going to have to go out of the quest to like, do something for 
the goddess of uh, the the night mother. Uh, I guess Pat plus barbarian means you're cursed in some way, huh? That, basically, that's, yes. That's the rolling theme. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that, that, that was hilarious. He ended up, yeah, that's true. Cursed. He ended up being cursed anyway. It's gotta, it's gotta be cursed. It's gotta hundred percent has to be cursed then. Yeah, he does just have to be cursed. <laughs> hey, look, when you're dealing like a minimum of like thirty damage per hit, I gotta have my fun somehow. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna curse you. All right, you're gonna get cursed, boy. <laughs> Anything else? Did we finish your hierarchy list, by the way? Yeah, that was basically it. Like, everything else, I'm just like, yeah, like, hey, I'll wait till it becomes a pattern before I call anybody out on it. Yeah. But um, basically, those are the three levels of things where I'm just like, hey, stop metagaming. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But yeah, um, also, I guess we should mention one thing is that they're they're popular enough is all the pre-ran adventures. Like, yeah, it's... It's interesting, I think, because I've never run a pre-ran, or I've never um, played in or run a pre-ran adventure for people who've already done it before. So I think that's that would be totally interesting. If anyone, uh, if any of the listeners... Like, if, if like, like, so in the scenario, if we did Lord of Strahd again, if we did Curse yep. of Strahd again... Exactly. Like what, yeah, what would we change? Like, how would we try yeah. and not metagame exactly like you go in you're still trying to discover everything and like right how, and, and hey any listeners out there have I done mean, that let us know how how it went yeah it, it feels like dnd I, I i am curious about that too because it feels like dnd is such a huge game that like you would never do that it, it would the only scenario in which that would occur is if i didn't play with you guys it would be a yeah yeah i think that would be a group of people and in right. that case, like it's just it's all the honest is ho- wholly on you to <laughs> to just yeah try and learn it again. I mean, the yeah. best thing you could do is have a passage of time, right? Like yeah, just kind of forget. Yeah, it's things. like I'm not gonna remember the intricacies of that first house. I barely re- I remember the f- it was a house that was the dungeon. That's yep. all I remember about it. And and that. That the death house is what it's called. That was basically the only thing that I had like just basically ran from straight the, from the book. From the script, yeah. Um, everything it was else, an awesome experience. It was a sweet dungeon. Yeah, it was pretty. It was a really good dungeon. Yeah, it was a really sweet dungeon. It was one of my favorites. So like, awesome way to start the campaign too. To be like dungeon, yeah. here you go. And I was like, this is awesome. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Super cool. But yeah, I. Like Eric said, we have no experience in that, and I imagine, uh, you know, I would just I would be a totally different character, right? So I was like a bard in that campaign, so I would make sure I'm like the opposite of a bard, yeah. just so like that even if there is a fight, that you couldn't do it the same way. Exactly, I would I would have to completely change at least my tactics, and yeah. they would have to figure out their own tactics for the fight. But yeah, I would I would be something completely different. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons why I asked everybody, like, hey, have you done Curse of Strahd before? Because I I, I have ran yeah. it as a player up until, like... Right, because you sec- had done it as a character, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, so, but as a DM, I haven't done it. And also, it doesn't really matter if I'd done it as a player and then run it as a I DM. DM'd it, yeah, you can absolutely do that. Um, but yeah, it's it's there's so many modules out there that... I, so yeah, like I doubt that happens. Curse of Stride is one that probably would happen because it's that's popular. It's, it's a super popular one. Yeah, yeah, that one's super popular, super common. And I feel like any of the 
the promoted ones by like uh, Critical Roles or anything like those. Yeah, but those like are Eberons, super popular. Yeah, all of those. Any of the Exandria crap, like yeah. that stuff's got to be yeah, like run left all right the center. time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right, like all the time. Uh, anything else for the for the metagaming conversation? I don't think so. I think we covered it. Yeah, a lot of it is yeah. just open conversation with DM. And if you're a DM. It's a lot of it is usually just like just noting that it's metagaming because it'll be it's honestly ninety nine percent of the time it's just a mistake made by the player. Just be like, <laughs> Oh, I forgot I wasn't a part of that conversation. Yeah. And then it'll just be like, Okay. Yeah, I would if that were the case, I probably would have forgotten that fact immediately. <laughs> like yeah. I would not even know that I'm not a part of that conversation. Uh all right. That's it for the metagaming topic. Uh, what about next week? We get back to Magic the Gathering on our podcast. What are we going to be talking about? Yeah, we're doing uh, the new Streets of New Capenna, the set review. Sam's, yeah, we're going to do our same about. format, I believe. We're going to do so. I kind of, I do, I did realize too why I like our format, how we do it. So we're we're going to go over five overrated or not overrated cards. Sorry, strongest, like the five strongest cards to look out for from the set. Five underrated. Maybe we should add overrated as its own category. <laughs> Cards that we think maybe aren't as good as they appear. Maybe we'll add that. And then, and then we're going to go over our five favorites uh, that we're going to call out from the set. Uh, plus a flavor win and an art win uh, fr- from this set. And it's like, it's good because... All these cards have already been spoiled, so you're not going to yep. be first hearing about these cards from us. Like, they, yeah. it's not the point. You're not right, the point yeah. of these reviews. But we're trying to like create a conversation around certain cards as to why they're like super ridiculous, bonkers wizards. What are you doing? Why did you print this? Why are you doing? And there are some. That exists. There are some definitely in the set coming out. Uh, mm-hmm. There's some that we think like. Boy, I don't think anyone's even going to look at this card a second time. Uh, I think they're missing out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then there's cards that we're just like, I fucking love this thing. <laughs> like, this is what I've been looking for. Yeah. In, in a set this set so, was pretty, pretty yeah. nice. Because I, the Neon Dynasty, I, like, love the flavor of it. But I, I was kind of struggling to find, like, super powerful uh, cards that weren't, like, the legendary ones. But yeah, one, right. I was gonna say like, yeah, you, you can find plenty of Kamigawa uh, stuff that's powerful, but most of them we found were at the legendary status. Yeah, uh, in that set, this set is like the direct opposite. I think nope. the legendaries are probably more some of the weaker <laughs> yeah. of the cards <laughs> compared to some other crap that's come out. Mm-hmm. That's for certain, and I think we'll do the same thing as we usually do. Maybe leave out the legendaries because uh, they printed a lot more. So we we did. Yeah. Uh, in our last Magic Cup podcast, uh, we did all the ones that were released at, up until that point, which was like all the heads of the houses plus their uh, secondaries. And since then, they've released a ton more. There's yeah. so many legendaries. There's so there's and three colored sets are always great for commander. <laughs> so it's yeah. just tons of good stuff. Yeah. So uh, we'll look forward to that. How about next time we come back to D and D? Then all right, we're gonna go over uh, the Paladin class for a class review series. Ooh, maybe. Yeah, I picked it, it out just because I thought let's go from the weakest class, uh, sort of, in my mind, <laughs> to the one Brett thinks is the weakest, strongest. Which is yeah, paladins are like they're notoriously ridiculous. Jesus, yeah, they are. <laughs> they deal a pun intended godly amount of damage. <laughs> 
and cool. in the meantime are also incredibly tanky and incredible like, and yeah it's all just like utility you could ever want yeah it's like <laughs> okay they have decent heals they also do the most damage from a martial class <laughs> and they're like cast spells and they can tank stuff. yeah so and they give like, you a perfectly reasonable like backstory built, baked into the class with all yeah. kinds of role play to it. It's like, holy god, okay, so this is just D and D the class. <laughs> this is just like, hey, and and also I've noticed like a lot of players they gravitate to this class too, uh, as for like a first time because the Paladin was my okay. first class. Oh, was it? Okay, yeah. yeah. I went. I went with the Druid. The Druid also solid one. Solid, solid choice. I'd go back to it. I now, now metagaming wise, I would build a new <laughs> druid. I think I failed as a new player. That's where metagaming could have helped me a little bit. I, I built a crappy, crappy druid and had a pretty bad time. Yeah, druid, <laughs> druids are kind of hard to play. I think too, as the uh, is they, yeah, you can you can I play would, them like the real spellcastery high wisdom one, but you could also be like, I'm a tank druid. I will always be shit. That's, that's more what I was. I was more of a tank druid, and I, but I didn't really know what I was doing, so I was a bad tank druid because I, <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know how the mechanics worked because they're confusing mechanics. Yeah. Of like yeah. when you wild shape, you take on a new health pool. Like it was just very confusing. Yeah. <laughs> and then your DM's like, just look it up yourself. I can't yeah. And it just it didn't make much sense, and it didn't go well for me. So I wouldn't try that again. Uh, anyways. That's all we got for you today. That's all we got, baby. Let's go back to partying then. Shall we? Let's, we shall. All right. And all you listeners out there, party on! Party on.